1: Welcome to 51 First
2: Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And welcome to 51 First Dates. We are joined by Carlin, our beautiful, iconic Carlin yet again.
2: Thank you for being here with us.
0: Hi, thank you for having me.
2: <laughs> we are so thrilled to have you. We are so thrilled to be recording this episode on a Saturday night and drinking because it feels like friendship. It feels like normal times. It feels good. It feels great. I, I
1: apologize in advance for the ice rattling, but I'm kind of into it and my, my little Bev. So uh, how is everybody doing?
2: You know... I'm drinking ice cold red wine because I drank a little bit of it last night. I put the bottle in the fridge to be economical and then I forgot to take it out with enough time to to come to room temperature. So it's ice cold, but it's working.
0: (laughs) You know, I think it's fine. I just I mean, I would like to have like more money in my life at the same time. Like I don't want my standards around drinking to change because I just feel like you know, once you start buying quality wine and like drinking it correctly, then you just can't go back to the cheap stuff and the like, you know, I just need to drink. It's cold. I'm not going to wait. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I will share this. I will share something that will make me sound like a wine snob and then something that will show you that I am not. First, I think that red wine is supposed to be slightly chilled. I I buy such cheap red wine, though, that I like. <laughs> like, this is so gross and trash of me i if i have my my cheap red wine and it's not in the fridge i put ice cubes in it sometimes like a suburban mom red wine i know carlin space says it all i'm a disgusting monster (laughs) you know like i am i get yelled at by the person who lives with me like oh my god but i've done it and i stand
0: by it if it's like a light red so
1: hi i'm gross yeah it mainly made
0: me think of taylor swift's she had like a documentary concert thing i think on netflix or something like that a couple years ago and i watched it and there's a scene she's in her amazing house that she like drops ice cubes into her and her friend's glasses and i was like why it's full it just it just was weird in that moment for me and then i think also i have like a little bit of judgment towards her so i was like why are you doing that Taylor I don't know so That was mainly my my face
1: Oh no you had the right face for me too Don't you worry I am I am very aware But anyway Liza that's all to say you're drinking it Correctly I think in some circles I have never
2: Also it's an 11.99 bottle of, Of wine so Is there a wrong way? I remember in college, uh, my roommate and Carlin and my mutual friend Benton used to buy boxes of Chillable Red Franzia that, like, you were supposed to keep in the fridge, and we would have one of those suckers in the fridge all the time. Just at any time there was a box, yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have it with any meal. You could kind of, you know, it made me feel fancy. Like I would cook, you know, some shitty college food and be like, I'm gonna have a glass of red wine with it. Trash. Man, I forgot about that. That was so awesome. <laughs> well, speaking of
1: consuming trash, um, let's get into t- today's episode structure real quick. Do you guys feel okay with that? We're going to start it. with Consumption Corner. Then we are going to talk about a, a Mr. Old Fashioned update. Carlin's going to share with us. We're excited. It's very fun for us. I feel like a nosy little like aunt or something. But I'm excited to get an update. And then we're going to talk about uh, – a few things, unrealistic expectations being kind of the overarching theme and thinking about that in relation to not settling, like we, Carlin just made a really good point. There's all this fucking dating advice coming at us all the time. and Some of it doesn't make sense with itself. And we're also going to talk about something a few of you requested, which is uh, the three dating tendencies and the quiz that goes along with them from Logan Yuri's book, How Not to Die Alone. Um, we have not read Logan's book yet, and uh, I just I just know it's been really buzzy, and we didn't want to leave you hanging any longer. We were going to maybe have her on, but for today, we're just going to talk about our uh, romantic, I mean, dating tendencies
2: and, and all that good stuff, and that's, that's what I have there. That's what I did. That's it. <laughs> I'm going to do business in 12 seconds. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Everything is linked below. Listen to our Patreon for Bash Updates. It includes a lot of feelings about the franchise and whether or not we should still be watching it. And follow us on Instagram and join our secret Facebook group where you can talk to other people about dating and how it's hard. And email us at 514statespot at gmail.com. And subscribe to our Substack. And it's all linked (laughs) below. And rate, subscribe, review. Business. Done. Done. Great. Love it. (laughs) I realized I'm getting very lengthy with business. So I was like, I'm going (laughs) to do fast business. It's impressive. I like it. Um... Consumption corner. What do you guys I'm gonna just go first only because I have nothing. Everything I've been consuming, it's stuff I've already recommended. It's <laughs> top chef, drag race, it's uh Better Call Saul, it's that's it. That's what I've been watching all week. So anybody oh my uh, God. You know with what anything new would be better. Tell us. It's
0: not new, but it's the first time I've seen it in a long time. Have you guys seen I think it's like the 90s movie, When a Man Loves a Woman with Andy Garcia and Meg Ryan.
2: I've never seen that movie. I've never seen that. It's
0: very intense. But also, just side note, Andy Garcia. Oh, my gosh. Like, even now, I just... But in this
2: movie, like...
0: Like, oh, my... Just... Oh, my
2: God. <laughs> I feel like the, the only thing I know him from is as, like, the bad guy in Ocean's Eleven. Right. Where you he's not... To- I don't... I... I do not have a boner for him in that movie.
0: You go back. I can't even remember him in that movie because I'm just like, so like when a man loves a woman, Andy Garcia right now. And he's from uh, Havana, Cuba. So like in his life, but as like, this character, like, when he gets angry, like, his accent comes out. It's just, like, there's just so many, and he has, like, this widow's peak, and he just looks very deeply to Meg Ryan's eyes, and he's, like, a good father, but, you know, still makes mistakes. Like, it was, it was, I had seen it before, but, like, not recently as an adult, so it was just so, ah, oh gosh, it was so good. I mean, and beyond, like, his looks, I'm sure people will be like, that movie is terrible, I'd be like, that's, that's fair. But it was just, um... I just love revisiting like old movies like that. They don't make them like that anymore.
2: Is that a 90s movie? I just love 90s movies. It's before Meg
0: Ryan has like plastic surgery and everything.
2: And I feel like
0: even before like you've got maybe before you've got Mail, but after when Harry met Sally. I'm not sure. But yeah, 90s. I feel like that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Also, Carlin, Andy Garcia is in the. Like cult hit that the internet loves, but I don't feel as strongly about. Um, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar,
0: the new Christian movie. Oh, I did see him in a quick clip of that. I was like, oh, look at you. He (laughs) played this movie that I probably won't see. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's not, I don't think for 1999, but apparently I'm wrong because like Vulture and every like writer, comedy writer I follow says the opposite. So maybe I'm just not, I wasn't silly enough for it. But uh, anyway, he is. He plays Tommy Bahama in it. I will just say that. Like, literally <laughs> oh, Tommy Oh, my God. No, <laughs> so Andy, it was incredible. actually a funny part. Um, yes, but I think I think he's he's got good looks as well. He's got good
2: looks. Good one. All
1: right. Well, I don't Kimmy? really have much this week either, but it's okay because I feel like we've been going on, like, 20-minute tangents for Consumption Corner, so we will reign ourselves in this week. I just told Liza and Carlin I power-read uh, the book that my – book club is reading this month uh, which is untamed by Glennon Doyle it's that like pink and colorful book that every influencer has been saying is life-changing I'm way behind on this Um, I think I was hesitant to read it because of how many influencers were like obsessed with it but I it's a little cheesy at times but it's it's a memoir by the author Glennon Doyle who left her marriage um This is kind of distilling it, but is married to Abby Wambach now, the soccer player. So that might be familiar to some people. But basically, just about all the ways we are, quote, tamed by society, like people around us, our upbringings and how to untame yourself. And it made me think and feel at many moments. I have a few more um, pages to go, but I would say check it out. I feel like it's 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 not too self-helpy. But it makes me think about how to just like be better as a as a woman and human um, to myself, be better for myself, not for other people. So I was really, you know, maybe you should just go read an Instagram influencers post about it because <laughs> anyway, but that's all I've got. I, I just want to also shout out, you know, Framing Brittany, the documentary that we uh, we forgot to mention multiple weeks, I feel. And um, we can maybe do like a Patreon
2: on that sometime, but still thinking about her. Yeah, it's incredible. And like that whole story is insane and, and makes me think so much about the way we grew up. Like the like when we were in middle school, like late middle school and high school, like our most formative years as women, the press was just fucking obsessed with women having like mental health issues yeah. on a global stage. It's so twisted. Um what was I going to say? I have a question. This is a, a, a broader question about consumption. Do you guys find yourself? I, okay, I never thought I would get tired of watching TV. And in the last two weeks, I'm like, I am tired of consuming content. This literally never, I never thought this had to happen to me. But I can't focus on anything. I can't lock into anything. Like I've reached a new stage of the pandemic where like content is not really fun anymore and it's really really a bummer because there's not a lot else to do. I think I felt that
0: this week just because the weather was so bad so like just going outside wasn't really an option because it was storming really bad here in Chicago and I feel like I would have moments of like like getting off of YouTube or getting off my phone or whatever and then I'd have like 30 seconds and then I'd get back on because I was bored but then I like couldn't stay on because there wasn't anything that I wanted to watch or see or read so then I tried to like just like reading like an actual book and that was be- <laughs> that was better but I still feel like I think my body's like I think you need nature and I'm like you're right I think I do too but it's too cold outside mm-hmm. so I don't know oh, get those shots and come here anytime guys it's it's
1: the, the one good thing about this hellscape that is Los Angeles um the weather's okay but I hear you Carlin and Liza I feel like the book reading, had I not, you know, been responsible or been, <laughs> been, you know, if, if I wasn't part of this book club, which honestly I could like, I could not read it. I, no one would, you know, come hunt me down. But I wouldn't have been able to get through the book in the same way because I just felt like I was competing with myself and racing against this deadline. And now I'm like super proud that I've read a book in like basically a day. Wow. But it's really when I'm in it, the good part about reading that I like is it does feel like such a different kind of consumption that it feels a little bit better to me than just like TV and movies. Like I'm struggling even I know there are all these movies out now that are awards contenders and I want to see, but I just like I can't get a boner for them. I just can't. Yeah, (laughs) I don't know. It's a it's a weird time
2: in, in this Guys, let's figure out how many times in this episode we can all say, get a boner for something. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like it, and I enjoy it, and I think we should all find a way to work it in whenever possible. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I, I meant to
1: say, get it up, but get a boner is nice and specific.
2: <laughs> Or just anything anything related. Like, I'm flaccid for consumption right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, that's what I'm basically getting at. Um, Cool. Good consumption corner. I feel like we're just fucking crushing efficiency so far. This yes. I know. We're on it. Look at this. <laughs> um guys okay so we're gonna give a quick update on mr old-fashioned do you should we play your taxi cab yeah play that first okay. one
0: so we have you two really because it's been it's been a little while since you guys have heard i don't even remember the last thing we talked about but we're still hanging out or whatever the verb is um
2: carlin do you want to give a like scenes from last week on mr old-fashioned just yeah. in case anybody just to jog people's
0: memories Right. So I think the last time, so Mr. Old Fashioned, so not Mr. Ph.D. um, But we had met and we had a first date and it was really cute and we had a lot of fun and, like, had our first kiss and everything and, like, that checked out. And, like, all of my concerns about, like, having talked to each other, um, like, texting for a month because he had he was quarantining with his parents outside of Chicago for a while. Um, I was concerned, deeply concerned (laughs) that, like, Meeting him in person, it wouldn't, like, I don't know, that it just wouldn't be their spark or whatever kind of, like, description you would, you know, you want to use. But it was there when we met, and um, I was (laughs) really thankful for that. And I liked him a lot. Like, I feel like everything that I was saying afterwards, I was like, it was just so good. It was so good. It was so good. It was just, like, you know, overjoyed with positivity in the dating setting. Love some positivity. I like. That
1: was a, a very uplifting moment in this podcast that can otherwise be tricky because it's a quarantine or a yes. pandemic. It's a pandemic. <laughs> you're quarantined and fucking dating is harder than ever, so but oh there there is, you know, you were the light in the darkness. All right. Are we doing it? I wish we had Let's a little intro it. song for.
2: I know. Oh, my God. That. Beep, beep. No, that's lame. Because <laughs> it's, so it's like a I like Oh, that. cute. All right. Beep, beep so i had made
0: this amazing plan to cook mr old-fashioned dinner and i was like gonna dress up and it was gonna be cute and everything and i told them that i wanted to do that and he's like yes let's do that and it's wednesday now i assumed it would be friday and then he texts me we're doing our general like how's your day text and he's like hey with this great plan to go skiing this weekend and sent me the fucking like bro emoji with like the thumb and the pinky <laughs> and a skiing emoji. Oh my God. And like this, I mean, he forgot and I don't like him right now. And then he was saying, I was like, and I said to him, So, do you remember when I asked for like a dinner date this week? And he was like, Yeah, I thought Friday would work and now it won't right because you just scheduled a trip to leave the state for three to four days i just don't i just don't understand ah
2: i I just the image i'm really grateful you told us what the emojis were yeah they were there was also a heart emoji like it was
0: i'm like not an emoji person i understand other people like needing to use them Um, But I feel like the fact that they are included, it, like, explains, like, how casual, like, oh, this is what I'm doing this weekend, heart emoji, bro emoji, ski emoji, aren't you so excited for me? And then because I don't want to be in that moment, so, and I'll tell you, like, what I said to him, but, like, I was, so in my head I was like, okay, so maybe, so we were texting on a Wednesday, I was like, maybe... I don't know where people go to ski. I don't ski. I also have a theory, which I checked out with a few white people. I don't think a lot of black people ski. So it's just like not in my realm of expertise. Um, So I don't know like how long it would, you have to drive to go ski somewhere. So maybe we're still hanging out on Friday or we're going to do on Thursday or something like that. Um, So I try to be like, not the crazy, like, what do you mean, girl? So I'm just like, fun, where at? And so we're having like, just this conversation about it. It's like, I'm going to Michigan. And I was like, when do you leave? And he says, tomorrow. (laughs) So I'm hoping we can hang when I'm back. And I was like, so weekday. And then, so we tried to do that. And then that's when I asked, I was like, so do you remember when I set up this like date night thing and you agreed to it? And also I asked for the date, like the Sunday before. So it's not like, (sighs) and I had already in, and maybe this is my own thing, but I obviously like I think the interesting thing about this interaction was like right before he texted me, I remember sitting on the couch thinking like, oh, man, I totally need Mr. Like old fashioned time. I'm so excited to see him. I'm going to text him and like say all those things because like, you know, that's cute to be vulnerable and stuff like that. And then before I could, I get that text message like good skiing. Oh, my God. Um, so I get for me in that moment, I was just like, what the heck is happening? And I think also. Like, I had already bought everything because I'm a planner. But, I mean, I didn't tell that to him. So when he was like, you know, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. These things just fell together. I didn't mean to be rude. How about I cook for you next week instead? And I was like, it's okay. I get it. I'm just a little bit upset about it. And, like, of course, it's not okay and I don't get it. But, like, I don't <laughs> want to be, like, the over-emotional person. And then he was just like, okay, I'm sorry. I won't do that again. And, so, and I just didn't say anything after that. But it was just, like, a weird... <laughs> it was just a, a weird, it was a weird, it was a weird thing.
1: Well, y- yeah. You're, everything you're feeling is exactly how I would feel or any human would feel, I I think. Like, he fucked up, in my yeah. opinion. And I don't think it's like a deal breaker but it's like I think maybe the emojis make it a deal breaker just kidding he sounds very (laughs) lovely um no it's just I I feel I'm trying to I can't remember specific instances right in this moment but I know that this exact same thing has happened to me where you're just like wait a second you're being so casual but you're totally glossing over something we discussed and that you know I was prepared to be like a little vulnerable about like that that's the other annoying part is that you were going to just be like the way all humans should be in dating and like share a couple feelings thank god and then you got this like again probably just like not thinking but this text that would bum me out too
0: yeah and it was just um I think for me and then later thinking about it so just like a quick summary so this is Wednesday when he was like I'm leaving tomorrow and I was like great <laughs> and then between Wednesday And then the next Tuesday, I hadn't heard anything from him. And I didn't say anything because I didn't think I needed to. Like, if the ski trip is, like, so important, like, I'm not going to interrupt that time. Again, I also don't, I've never been skiing. So, I like, do you have, like, you're on a mountain. Do you even have self-service, like, (laughs) even when you're not skiing? Like, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Um, And, of course, during this time, I'm having all this, like, this is not you know, guys make time for the things that they want. Like effort is a direct reflection of interest and like all these things. And like, you know, you deserve better. And I was talking to one of my friends who she was like, he's not ready to date. You should just like get back on Hinge, like cut him, cut him off. And it was just like all these things, like like hearing all this advice and i even did have a moment of getting back on hinge and talk to this guy for like two seconds i was like i can't i can't do this also he had this weird like this is you know the the uncle in the adams family movies uncle (laughs) fester fester yeah he has like a skinny (laughs) uncle fester Oh. Like his eyes were kind of like I don't even know why I don't know there was one of the pictures looked anyway anyway so I was talking to Uncle Fester It was not we were not vibing <laughs> it was not working out um but I think also what it, still too so like I'm I think we've talked about this before but I'm a giver in that way so like I realize like the way that I show that I care about somebody is like doing little things like this for them so for me like because we can't go to restaurants because it's COVID so like me like dressing up and of course like you already know that I had like the outfit picked out and like everything and like the meal and dessert and everything had everything planned and like I ideally not that this has to be the thing that sells it but like you could stay over and we can have sex like there's nothing there's not you're not losing in this situation whatsoever um not that I you know am saying that I should only be valued for my body but you know what I mean um So I feel like, like me knowing my intentions and kind of like wanting to express that to this, you know, guy that I'm saying like, oh, like I like you enough to like want to do this thing for you, which is kind of what inspired the, um, like as i was planning this dinner i was like well he's not worth a lasagna but i'll make like this stuffed salmon thing for him (laughs) and so then afterwards i think we said this last time when he said this i was like i wouldn't make this motherfucker scrambled eggs like (laughs) i'm not making him anything so it's and then that just like messed with me so since that's how i communicate like with my love language or whatever like somebody like not giving me that opportunity and then also saying like oh I don't have time I don't have five or six hours to give to you but I can change my work schedule that we've established already that is hard to rearrange to like not go to work for two days so I can go ski
2: Mm.
0: I have time for that
2: yeah and also like I kind of feel like I have bailed on people many a time And I feel like you have to basically come out of the gate just sucking dick, being just like, I am human trash. I'm so sorry. This trip came together. I've been trying to plan it for a while. Like, these are the 12 things I'm going to do to make it up to you. Like, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I feel like if you're going to bail on someone, especially someone who's planning something special for you, it should start with like the fact that it wasn't acknowledged, I think is like annoying you yeah. know like I think it's really important for it to be like that to be really primaries like I realize in doing this I am you know pushing off something that we had planned together and like that I don't know would you have felt differently if that if he had come out like with a te- if he had yes. if he had broken it to you like that okay
0: yeah I felt like I had like the fact that I had to say and that was another thing that I was like censoring myself like the first text I was gonna say is like So you forgot or, like, so you don't remember. So I was like, okay, say it in a nice way. Do you remember, like, talking to, like, a child? Like, do you remember when we made this plan? Like, Mm -hmm. when I said that three (laughs) days ago.
2: We've Um, talked about please and thank
0: you, right? (laughs) Right. Like, I – and the fact that I had to bring up this thing that, like, he, you know, did wrong, which – After talking about it, like, he actually did forget about it. So there was, like, no way for me to not bring it up because he just didn't remember. Um, And it was just shitty. And then, like, not talking to him or not hearing from him for a week, like, that's the longest we've ever gone. And then, and that was, like, another thing in my head. I was, like, he should know that I'm, like, upset. And if he wants to see me again, like, he will make it right and reach out to me. So assuming like he came back like on a on the Sunday or whatever so Monday and halfway through Tuesday I hadn't heard anything and I was like this motherfucker and in my head and I even talked to Liza about it like the question being like do I want to do I want him to reach out yes I do I want him I want to be with somebody that like recognizes like the air of their ways and can say like you know hey I've been thinking about it I'm so sorry just wanted to follow up like are we okay but then for me like just sitting there waiting for him to do that like was driving me insane I'm also just like not that kind of person like if I have something to say like I'm gonna fucking say it and so but beyond all of like you know the Instagram quotes like you know don't reach out to him he should reach Mm -hmm. out to you because I feel like that's how I was feeling like this is what he's supposed to be doing like and this is what I want him to be doing yes, but also in that situation, like, what did I want? I wanted to get it fucking over with and to talk about this, like, because I don't know where we're at. I don't understand why you're being such a dick. Like, have you been a dick the entire time? Or it's just like the guy thing, because like, they're forgetful and they're boys and like, whatever. So then I just reached out to him. and I was like, can we talk later tonight? And then he texted back to He's like, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Let's FaceTime. And I was like, that's right, fucker. Anyway.
1: (laughs) I hate the waiting game of texting. I fucking hate it. The anxiety that it inspires in me now just thinking back to some similar dating situations that I was in. It's just like it's so fucking annoying and it just makes everything more challenging and it doesn't have to be so challenging. Like, I think a lot of it is like male communication styles. But then like so that part I just like – I, I don't know. I feel for you because I hate that part. Why can't we all just communicate and get things over with? I hate having a nagging feeling.
0: I hate the limbo. I hate Send the limbo. straight to hell.
1: Giving him more of a benefit of the doubt. I'm going to take that side for a minute. Only because in my relationship now, I got into when I was doing this podcast and knew I was probably moving out of New York, I've now come to learn that I was very much, like, didn't want to be vulnerable and would pull stunts like this a little bit. Like, maybe not full, like, maybe not a ski trip, but, like, yeah, maybe a trip or kind of going radio silent. Like, I didn't even realize I was doing it. And so I'll just, like, I'll just add that to the mix if we're giving him the benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? Like, it was almost like I was scared about what was happening because I was having real feelings. But also, yeah, I don't want to paint too rosy of a picture because I don't know what
2: your talk was like, but... I was kind of a chronic avoider too. I feel like that's, I feel like that's the thing is there are people who never learn to just like say what they think and feel or think it's better to be like, oh my God, I'm going skiing. Isn't that fun? Instead of having like a tough conversation of, I know this is kind of like not the coolest because we had, pl-. like, I feel like I used to very much be like that, but I wouldn't have wanted to date me like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't a good look. Right. I needed to like go to therapy and like, you know, figure out like a bunch of shit. Like just it's a tough, it's tough. Cause like, I do understand, like I feel like a good person can and will act like this, but it's also like, is that person ready for a relish? Right. Right.
0: Yes. Sorry. I'm just like, you know, going through it and like, totally agreeing with you. Um, Yeah. So I think it was, it was, I guess I'm glad that it, happened in terms of like conversation that we had like afterwards but like I'd be lying if I said like that week of like not talking to him was the (laughs) most stressful like limbo like what do I do what am I not supposed to do thing and I think for for me and I think just girls in general it's just like so easy to be like all up in your head and then like to go that long without any answers because he's you know skiing and whatnot and doesn't can't talk to me like I feel like my mind was just like all over the place. Like, you know, on one hand, I'm like, I'm never talking to you again. And it's like, why isn't this working? We should make this work. And like I and then feeling like I don't even know what I feel like. I had to just be like, am I having fun? I'm not having fun right now in this moment. Like that should be the base level. So, yeah,
1: yeah, that's such a good
0: point. Sorry. Yeah.
1: The the like, is it causing me a bunch more anxiety than I said last week? We did a little like, what's something you wish you like? absorbed or like a date a piece of dating advice that's really like simple but like you just it just took you time to absorb I forget how we framed it but basically mine to Liza was like just like and I don't I'm not at this stage but I like would date people for so long that were only causing me pain or anxiety like oh well maybe they'll want to hang out again and like have sex with me and then I'll feel better for that brief moment but like the general anxiety I had this like in an early stage of dating, if someone, if this exact same situation, if Mr. old-fashioned did this to me and I was, you know, where I was you were out with him, I'd be it would like trigger that in me, not to say the word trigger, but it would be very like, no, I don't want to feel this anxiety around,
0: yeah. And I think the other thing which will kind of like relate to our conversation later about unrealistic expectations, like in my head, I'm thinking like well, if 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 he's like, a one, not the one, but like, if supposed to, like, it w- it wouldn't be this way, right? Like, wouldn't it just be like a fairy tale and everything would be like fine. Like on Monday, he would like come to my house and he'd have like a thing of roses. And obviously that didn't happen. So then I'm like, just, I mean, it's, uh, we're not supposed to be together. Like, you know, I just feel like I didn't know what the right, what was the realistic expectation? Because like, I thought I was being like realistic and like a base level of like a reasonable expectation of a person to remember plans we had made and like when they were making other plans maybe they would remember that in their mind and be like oh wait no i can't do it or letting the person know like hey this thing might come up i might be doing this thing how would you feel about that Mm -hmm. that seemed realistic to me and reasonable and that didn't happen so what the fuck is realistic especially when the plan involves
2: you like going to effort for someone you know like cooking someone a meal is like a way of being like it's like I mean maybe whatever certain people are like non-cooks or something like don't get this but it's a lot of work it's a lot of thought you have to go fucking shop for stuff you have to put together a plan you it's like you're putting like many 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 hours into doing something kind and generous for someone right and it's so generous cooking for someone
1: like it's like I it's it's it shows a lot of like you know or like
2: yeah even
1: doing it now I'm a wannabe cook because it's you know pandemic need hobbies but like I feel like (laughs) that's not my love language but like cooking for someone is like a loving act a friend a partner like it's just like a lot of care goes into that so
0: and I think the other thing on top of that is like then because I had already bought everything like So at one point, which I'll get to next, when he was like, how was your weekend? And I was like, I don't want to talk about my fucking weekend because I ate. I had to eat the meal that I was going to cook for you. So don't ask me. First of all, it was amazing because I'm an amazing cook. But like I don't (laughs) want to talk about like sitting in my underwear and eating it by myself, which is generally what I do. But this time with the sadness and the disappointment of you being a dick on top of it (laughs) anyway so to the conversation of when we finally talked so his reasoning for the trip and this requires like a little bit of background so he obviously is um a skier (laughs) i said that because i don't understand the sport (laughs) i said it like sorry and skiers skiers
1: are like skiers sorry i just like yeah yeah. people it's a passion it's
0: a lifestyle it's a lifestyle yeah and i just don't know anything about it Um, But he also was a soccer player and I think through like genetics and just things that have happened in his life he has like really terrible knees. And then when he was younger he had two like major accidents that one both of them resulted in concussions one he was in a coma because he was hit by a drunk driver, when he was vacationing in Texas for like a friend's wedding. And it's just, like, this crazy, like, even when we talk, because it happened in Austin, like, if Austin, like, just comes up, like, in conversation, like, he just, like, cannot talk about it because it takes him right back there. And so he's had, like, all these, like, terrible experiences that have, like, permanently altered his body and how he moves. And so, like, he can't play soccer anymore. Like, even like going down stairs, like if he had to run downstairs, like that would be like a lot of damage for him. So he like has to take those really slowly. So it's this physical change in him that he's going to have to live with for the rest of life. And he's young. I mean, he's younger than me and he can't do, I mean, soccer and skiing are like the things he loves the most in life. And he can't really do that. Or he has a limited time left. So he was explaining it to me when I asked about like this trip he, Gave me the background, which I had known, but he was saying, he explained it like, the reason I didn't think of bringing it up, it's because like, I'm tired of having to explain to people that I don't have a lot of time left with a body that's going to function in this way to do my favorite activities. And people my age don't understand that because they think like, oh, well, just I said afterwards. And he's like, I literally will not be able to move my body in this way and do these activities like and I don't know when that day is going to come I don't know when science and technology are going to advance enough that maybe I can get like some kind of replacement that I could still do it but like right now as a 29 year old like the clock is ticking for me and so he was explaining like this place that he goes like to ski or whatever he checks the weather for this place like every day like just to see like what the conditions are and like you know maybe if he could pull like the spontaneous trip like he would be able to do it and so like this was like that exact situation because we had had snow recently and like his schedule and he had a friend that was like interested in going and it just kind of like all fell together and it's just one of these things for him that like as he was planning it he just wasn't even i mean when i asked him he was like yeah i totally forgot i wasn't thinking about it at all because i saw this opportunity to do this thing that i really love that i haven't been able to do all year because of covid and then also because of the thing, just the idea of like how many more times is he able is he gonna be able to do it? And it's like way beyond just like, you know, a hobby for him. Like I can't I mean, I can relate to it if somebody said, like, if I had like I don't know, if I couldn't hear anymore and I couldn't listen to music, like and only had like certain like an amount of time listening to music left, like I would blow off so many people just to listen to like live music and things like that. And then it's not even the same thing, like I just feel like it's so much It's just so much more for him. And so he was saying he was like, and he did admit, he's like, that's not an excuse, but I wanted to let you know, like where my head was at when this trip came up. And it was just one of those things that like, and he gets like really emotional about it. So like once he had planned the trip, he was like crying because he was like so excited that he would be able to go. Um, And so when he was telling me this, like, I understood because we've talked about it a little bit before, just, like, how his body is changing and, like, what that means as a 29-year-old. Um, and so I totally got it as, as much as I can get it as somebody whose body isn't, like, breaking down that quickly. And that's how we said, like, my body is breaking down and I don't know when it's just going to, like, stop functioning, mm. which is fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I don't have anything closely related to that. Um and I and I understood it. And at that point I wasn't really mad about the trip. Like I wasn't going to still be like, you know, well, you should still remember me. Like I get it. We're in a situationship or whatever you want to call it. Like we're not married. Like I'm it's it's not like I'm going to, you know, hold this against you for the rest of like whatever we're <laughs> doing last or whatever, but I think it is it still to me was it still affected me, which I think was the surprise for him so then when i was talking about like how i was feeling or how i reacted to it like at some point i was saying i was like and then those fucking emojis and i was like i'm so sorry i'm not cursing he's like no tell me tell me all of it tell me exactly what you felt and i was like and those goddamn
2: emojis don't you ever do that <laughs> It the can. bro emoji yeah. I'm bro only emoji. ever calling it the bro emoji that's what
0: it is
1: right like whatever yeah. the fuck ha- that is isn't hang, that like hang loose hang, I feel like hang. that was on t can't the us.
2: it's the one where you're p- just your pinky and your thumb are out and yeah. you shake you and kind of like shake, shake, it. shake
0: like you'll know it as soon as you put in you're like oh that thing like, yeah, I didn't even know that. it was an emoji before meeting him because he uses it all
1: the time. I'm just like, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a ski, snowboard, server, bro situation. <laughs> right? yeah. like, it's very like looking...
2: California 1997. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I use it too all the time, by the way. I'm not trying to cast oh shade gosh, on this emoji. So nice. <laughs> I do think it's actually useful. Like, whatever. I but I, mean, I sit yeah. in bed all day, bro emoji. <laughs> you know? like, that's usually how I use Wait, it. What is it? Sorry, which finger? Is it the in, is it
1: the thumb? Thumb? And
0: it's Thumb and me. pinky.
2: Yeah,
0: we can take this video. Yeah, and you stick the tongue out, like, oh, gosh. I just feel like... I hate And it. I was like, that fucking bro emoji. Oh,
2: <laughs> um, my God.
0: Yeah. And so and then I just went through everything and told him, like, I think, like, for me, doing this dinner was definitely showing how I felt about you and all this. Um, and then I just, to like, read what he said, because his reaction to it, because he's always... I think the thing I would say about Mr. Old Fashioned, it's like, even though he had this fuck up and not that he shouldn't ever fuck up. I mean, he's only human. But when we've had like talks or like disagreements, it's nothing like this big usually. But um, the way that he like takes things in, like you can just see it on his face that he's like absorbing all of it in. Because then he was saying um, he was like, yeah, that was really hard for me to hear because I really didn't think about how my actions would affect you. And I feel worse because you wanted to do this for me. And I completely let you down. I wish I had been there. And he was like, I'm not saying that I shouldn't feel worse. I'm just letting you know that I do feel worse. Cause that's what I'm feeling right now in this moment. And it was just so interesting to like hear somebody I've never had a guy respond like that before. It um, so we just really talked it out. And I think it was, I don't know. It was just really good. And he was like, you deserve better. I'm so sorry. I won't ever do that again. And I think it's, you know, when you're dating or seeing people or whatever, you are like making room for that person in your life. So what you did before just on your own, like shit like that wouldn't matter. But (laughs) at least for me, like if you're going to try to see me consistently and do things like this, like, that's not going to be cool with me. Like, you won't see me (laughs) ever again. And, like, that's fine if, like, you know, that's going to be the priority. But, like, I think it's essentially, like, your priorities, like, have to shift a bit. I'm not saying that I need to be the number one priority right now. We're not, we haven't been seeing each other that long. But, like, I have to, it it, it would be great to be a consideration, I guess, in the future. (laughs) For sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is a really good, also, like, semi-related, a really good example of, like, that it's pretty powerful to say what you mean and how you feel. Like, it would have been really easy for you not to communicate that and then either for you guys, like, never to talk again or for it to just like build up until you got really mad at him for something unrelated and you know, whatever. Yeah. Me too. I'm raising <laughs> my hands because hand. that's what I would do. I would never Same.
1: text first. Cause I read too many Instagram captions and I know like we're a little guilty of this on our Instagram, but I hope you don't take anything we t- say too seriously, but I would then explode in a fit of like wine rage, um you know, full boner anger. There we go. <laughs> Iza,
2: I did it again. <laughs> And I would just be flaccid and never say anything, and then wonder why I was always unhappy. Yeah, no, but I think it's a really good example of like how it can be really powerful to be like, "Hey, we're going to talk about our feelings," like, and I'm going to initiate it because, like, now you know, and he knows, and like, it, it feels like it is workoutable because you know everybody kind of like put their cards on the table. Put their skis on the gondola. Ah! And if I'm
1: being very (laughs) honest, I feel like his response, like just, you know, hearing the story, I'm like, I only want the best for fucking Carl Not for fucking Carlin. Sorry. For Carlin, you (laughs) fucking That too. too. I mean, that too. (laughs) I was kind of like, no, no, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm angry. But that is a, that that response to me says, and again, I'm sorry if he's like out there listening. I don't want to overanalyze this, but it's just like very mature and like in touch with what you shared and it just feels like a response I've never gotten really you know in my dating so that gives him like full bonus points um you know we all especially this early in things god yeah you to your point like it's not like you you were also mature because you knew he didn't owe you I feel like when this stuff happened in my dating especially in my 20s I was then like You owe me. And it's like, that was really unfair, too, because the person didn't. Like, they owed me respect and stuff, but you, like, towed the line much better than I ever could by, like, having your feelings heard, but not exploding (laughs) into a rage.
2: And being, like – Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: I was going to say, I think the other thing of, like, not speaking to him, like, for six days after that is, like, I had all those, like – immature moments of like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna release a tornado on this guy. Like, you know, I had done like all of that, and then by Tuesday I was just fucking tired. So <laughs> <laughs> it worked out.
2: Yeah, just exhaust well, yourself. Before yeah. you <laughs> die. But like fucking relatable. Because yeah. that's just what what happens is is like, you know, you you run every scenario and then when you actually like go to the person with your thoughts you're like oh like I was talking to to a friend about this about a like a bad situation she's having at work and I and she was like it's this and that blah blah I'm getting fucked over and I was like it's really probably not the worst case scenario like it almost never is like sometimes it's like really bad but it's rarely like the worst of the worst and when we're just like I do this every fucking day, spinning the wheels on our on our own without like talking about our feelings. It's like you always go to the worst case. Yeah, does that make any sense? I have like a yes. definitive wine buzz. <laughs> definitive <laughs> wine buzz. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, when you're in the middle of a sentence, you're like, oh, I I'm drunk. Like I'm not drunk, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um. Anyway, do we have any any wise wrap up thoughts on this episode? of Corin dating um you can play and there's one other oh, yeah. thing
0: so if anyone's like well why did he talk to you for six o-? well one I guess there wasn't a lot of reception and then by the time that he was back he did say he like composed like a bunch of different text messages to me for those two days and like just couldn't send them and I was like well you're lucky I had the balls to text you and I was like and I'm not gonna apologize for that even though it's emasculating because that's how I feel right now in this moment <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but it was true. He's lucky that I did it cuz had it gone another day I would not have talked to him. But anyway, I think a good follow up is the next taxi cab. So this okay. next taxi cab is after our first time hanging out post
2: ski trip. <laughs> oh, the, the sound effect mo- that you, that you invented. The what? The, the sound effects.
0: Uh, All right, beep beep, beep, <laughs>
2: beep. I was like, what?
0: So I just had a date, date, yeah, date, yes, okay, it was a date with Mr. Old Fashioned post our our ski trip disagreement, um, which I was totally (laughs) right about, but anyway, um, and that had been resolved, and that's, yeah, it was resolved. Anyway, so for this date, obviously, because I'm a giver, I decided, like, the activity, because, you know, COVID is ruining everything, um, that we were going to bake homemade cookies, and before we started, I told him None of these cookies are really for you. We're baking them for me, and you were just assisting me. You can definitely have a few to taste, but I just want to make sure it's clear that who these cookies are for, and they're <laughs> for me. Anyways, the date was actually really cute, and it went really well. Um, and I guess two things that I learned: one, um, I still really like him, and I think things are still things are good. Things are progressing or whatever <laughs> um but two the most important thing that I'm excited about is weigh your motherfucking ingredients when you're baking like ditch those measuring cups and weigh that shit like oh, I didn't boy. think it would change my life as much as it actually did and it was so much easier and like I mean if you can be precise just do it right the fucking first time man like that's one of my many mottos <laughs> it's so true my Why my, my scale <laughs> And weigh that shit. It was, like, I felt, ugh. It was just so good. It was so good. And the cookies were so good. And I think it's because we weighed the ingredients.
2: Was it just, like, Matt and Kit when they were baking cookies and they were making okay. out? Also, oh, right. later,
0: ugh. those cookies were burnt on the bottom. Like, somebody had a screen grab on Twitter, and I was like, "This is no good. So, <laughs> they- and I think, I get it, like, you know, you're flirting and everything. And Mr. Old Fashioned and I were flirting and whatnot. But like I'm still gonna I'm not gonna fuck up these cookies for you, dude. Kitchen. I mean, I guess she later did show like give me some respect and she left but like you know don't disrespect <laughs> these cookies
1: that was more i think i heard this i'm borrowing this is not original but it was like nancy Myers porn kind of like this is the kitchen you could be in mad if you choose me because my yes. mom is wealthy anyways guys we're talking about the bachelor and cynthia rally's daughter daughter who was a contestant who i kind of have some respect
2: for after she just was like okay bye i'm leaving
1: see <laughs> yeah. so you never I love my, my mom no respect
2: for her out. what when because she at some point was like I just I have to have this emotional talk with you. I don't want to have kids till I'm like twenty five. Oh yeah, I was like, eat that's, my ass, that's true. fuck that's true. you. I'm, older, I'm a long term investment, like five years. Yeah, so like, okay, you're, right, you're so right, you're far right. out when I'm twenty five, 26, I was but like, I to I'm these gonna, first. yeah.
1: I just love oh a self-exit because I'm like, yeah. yes, not everybody actually wants this. Even yeah. though I love Matt James, I would want that. Um, <sighs> anyway, sorry, I've derailed us. The scale is game-changing for me, Carlin. we I actually have a mini one now, and I haven't used it, and I want to. Yeah. Yes. It's like bake-off. It's- I just, I, I never understood how they were measuring on British Bake Off because they were just pouring into bowls. I was like, that's not how you bake. How do they, right, <laughs> exactly.
0: And I've read it before in the blogs when they do like their whole life story before the recipe. And it's like, I'm not motherfucking away in this shit. I've got cups for that. I'm not just going to pour it in there. Oh, my gosh. So freeing. And I just... Like, I, I, I can't say enough about the process. It, it was lovely. At one point, it does feel like because you're not using cups. Like, I was like, this is a lot of sugar. Like, I feel like it's taking me a long time to get to 150 right now. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um And I think the cups, like, help regulate it. It's like a smaller, like, oh, this is just, you know, a cup of sugar. But then it's just grams. And it's like, that's a huge chunk of sugar. But it tastes good, man. God damn it. I want a cookie. Yeah. A <laughs> I know.
2: On that note, we should probably take a quick ad break. And we will be back with our topic that I forgot because I'm drunk. Unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic expectations, like that I'll remember how to talk. Um, (laughs) uh, All right. We will be back momentarily. Yes, I'm ready. I'm back. I'm
1: here. We have Bev's. Um, we're talking about all of the things we're about to talk about. <laughs> Let's talk about it, guys. We're going to give you all something to talk about. And it's unrealistic expectations. And then like the contradictory idea of also not settling. We're told this is very Glenn and Doyle of me. But I feel that we are all told, especially as women dating in the world from an early age, like, You know, not to be too picky or expect all the things that Disney movies told us to expect. But on the other hand, we're also told, never settle. You are, you know, Spice Girls, Girls Rule, which is true. (laughs) You shouldn't settle. You really shouldn't. But there is, um, I think there's a happy medium. We're going to break it down. When I say unrealistic expectations, Carlin and Liza, what do each of you think of in context of relationships and dating?
2: I feel like, I feel like I think about gaslighting.
0: Mm.
2: Like, I think that we, our expectations should just be our expect expectations. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I feel like we're so often taught, like, all of the good stuff. Like, yeah, like, don't settle, blah, blah, blah. Like, we have all that in our heads, but also we receive a lot of messaging that's like, but being single is the worst. So fix that. Mm-hmm. And like it, the these two contradictory things, it's like body stuff where it's like, oh my God, be free, be cool, eat what you want, like kumbaya, but also like don't be fat because then you're gonna be you know, like all of the all of the contradictory messaging we get around womanhood is all nonsense. And I feel like the the term unrealistic expectations is like, okay, but aren't your expectations just like what you should be looking for? Mm-hmm. You know? Drunk feminism is back. Uh, that,
0: <laughs> I also feel like there's, you know how they say, there's a saying, um, if, if, you, if you're if you doing what you love, you'll never work a day in your life or whatever that is. I think there's like, I, I feel like f- for me, and I don't know if this is me, like me thinking it's, it's unrealistic or life is saying it's unrealistic, but the idea that like, if it's, the one and that's like the job the person whatever like it won't require any work like it should everything all the pieces should just like come together and I think that's maybe like the Disney movie like side of it and I think I think even like the the stuff of like Mr. Old Fashion. like had I felt that way like you know oh I have to do work and communicate and figure out like what was happening here? Like, uh no. And then if I had never done that, I wouldn't have found out like it wasn't. I mean that there was just like more to it. So I feel like. Oh uh, gosh, I don't know. Cause then there are other times like, you know, relationships are work. Everything's hard. Like, so I don't know. I feel like my thing about unrealistic expectations is like, I, I don't know what is realistic anymore. Yeah. I feel like I've gotten so much feedback that I'm like, okay, so what should, what should I expect? What should I be expecting? And I don't, <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yeah, I feel like for me, I'm realizing, uh, listening to both of you, that for me, like, quote unquote, unrealistic expectations were maybe just that I, for so long, had the wrong expectations of what, you know, being with someone in a more serious way should look like because I was always, like, late bloomer, then not dating people seriously, like, having heartbreaks and disappointments in these non-serious dating scenarios, but never feeling something – being in something that felt easy, like you mentioned. Um, not that, you know, my relationship now is easy all the time in any way, shape, or form, but no, it's not terrible either. That's <laughs> negative. Uh, but I think, like, my expectations around what a relationship was going to look like when I finally had it, someone who loved me was going to be like, you know, I they are XYZ checklist items, and then there was another bucket that was like it'll be – a spark and this will go to a book we're going to talk about I think in two weeks called How Not to Die Alone you all have asked about it we will cover it but she something I I haven't read it yet it's by Logan Yuri. it's again lots of conversation around it but she something I've seen on her social media promoting it is like this idea like the spark isn't everything and that's not to say you shouldn't feel chemistry or a spark but I think I used to confuse like attraction or to like someone's life and what they would look like as my partner or sexual sparks as like that meaning we should be together when that was not a correct expectation but I wouldn't say it was unrealistic because yeah you can want a spark do you know what I mean I'm going down a rabbit hole I just feel like I was looking for the wrong things instead of being like does this person Make me feel good about myself. Do they, you know, want to spend time with me? I don't know. The basics that I just didn't care about for my 20s, I guess.
0: I think it's hard. I feel like, like, Mr. Old Fashioned is probably the most, like, emotionally mature with, you know, bro emojis and all that I've, like, dated (laughs) in my life. And, like, I don't know. I feel like there are times, like, even though he, you know, surpasses, like, (laughs) all of the guys I've dated in the past then there are are times where I'm like but this is like really hard sometimes it's just like making time for each other but I think it's also just compounded by the pandemic like that is difficult but I feel like isn't that then I remember like relationships that I have in the past the thing that did work was like seeing each other all the time but that, that was different like if it's in college or even high school like that's You didn't have any responsibilities. All you did was hang out with people. So then I feel like sometimes I'm like, what is the expectation like as an adult that like has responsibilities? Like, I don't know. Sometimes I just don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like
2: nobody does. I don't know. It's weird because I feel like there can sometimes be this idea that like spark, like, like if you have the spark or like if you click and find like that kind of like magic fairy tale feeling that like nothing wor- will ever be any work. And then there can be expectation. And then the flip side of that is that like, okay, well if we, if I like find someone who's like a good, has good potential and I, we shape each other and figure it out and whatever, that that's like missing a spark. What I'm saying this, I promise I'm getting somewhere. <laughs> okay. Like I feel like i felt and feel a lot of spark with my current partner but it doesn't mean that there aren't a lot of still like seven years in conversations that have to happen around like I expect this of you like I don't want you to check out on this one thing like I don't want especially like in the pandemic when we're all just lying around in sweatpants doing nothing and feeling sad and like eating and whatever like we've had to have some conversations recently that are like oh we can't like not put effort into our relationship like it's just not like a cute or good look So I feel like expectations never go away and, like, they change and they're only, like, quote unquote, like, unrealistic if they aren't met in this way. Like, what the fuck am I trying to say, you guys? Basically what I'm getting at in the most long-winded way possible is, like, for me, an expectation's realisticness is all about effort. Like seeing the other person make effort towards it doesn't mean it has to be met. It doesn't mean it has to be perfect. It doesn't mean it has to be like, you know, like glossy and everything works and there's no drama ever. It's just like I need to see some effort when I like bring up an expectation that I expect to be met. I do not have a boner for how long it took me to get to that point. I <laughs> You're being so
1: hard on yourself. I love you so much.
2: I just need to say that.
1: No, I mean, quite honestly, I feel like the basic bitch I was just looking at the photos I had taken of some passages from Glennon Doyle's book but something that you know kind of related expectations around relationships I think or just dating or love it's like we all have this expectation she talks about like we should protect our hearts we don't want to be hurt we don't want to we want our relationships to be perfect like Liza, I could look at you and be like, everything is perfect because you're together and you're engaged and all that. that. There's these expectations. But the reality of it is like, that's kind of, you don't, our expectation for our own lives shouldn't, oh my God, I hate that I read this book. It shouldn't be
0: about like,
1: <laughs> it shouldn't be about just like fe- not feeling things and protecting yourself and just staying in things because you need to. It should be about like diving into love or, you know, whatever. Thing that is very scary because you could get very hurt. Um, but like, I think again, now I'm now I'm really fucking up. But basically, expectations just generally around what relationships should do, how they should like make your life better, are also interesting to me because being in my first like serious relationship ever, it was amazing to learn that it doesn't fix everything, and that w- I, I I pinned my unhappiness on being single, but that was a bullshit lie. Like it wasn't that; it was other things in my
0: life. feelings Mm -hmm. I think that's an interesting point when you're talking about like diving in like why can't we all just dive in and like try it like I think there are people that like have expectations like he should call me every five seconds of the day and get me Mm -hmm. a bouquet of roses every Wednesday or something like that like but then also if that's your truth like I don't know but I feel like I don't know. I think we, like, hear these kind of things like, oh, well, girls don't do this, or girls don't do that. And, like, I don't know what it is for guys, because I'm not a guy. But I know, like, for my point of view, I feel like the reason when I say, like, I don't know what I'm doing is because, like, we get so much feedback about, like, you know, 10 ways you should treat your man, or, like what to do if you're in a relationship and like, of course, like all, for all the 17 magazines and Cosmos that I, you know, read when I was younger, like, I still don't know what I'm fucking doing. And that's because like, I'm trying to like hold myself to a standard that some random person like set for me based on just like trying to sell stuff. So I feel like Mm -hmm. it's should just be like what I one and if I being like you know a mindful person like that should be reasonable. But then it gets to a point where sometimes I feel like you know oh, well I can't I can't ask Mister Old Fashion if he just wants to come come over spontaneously because it wasn't something that we planned like that's unrealistic and it's not something that we set. But if I'm like censoring myself like that, then I'm not myself in that relationship. Like I'm not yeah. like he's not actually dating Carlin. It's like you know. Carlin with an asterisk next to it or something like I don't know but um I don't know I just feel like in the way that I had the same like epiphany where it's like I'm not gonna wait for him to text like I'm just gonna say something like I want to be that true to myself like in every action in this situation ship or whatever it's called um and in life ideally but like you know one one area at a time, <laughs> uh. Because, like, then, like, what am I – what am I doing, you know? I don't know. No, I'm
1: obsessed with that. When you said – when you described the censoring versus, like, no, what's the point of censoring yourself? I mean, yes, be polite on a first date, whatever. I'm not – you know, (laughs) let's not be awful people. Um, But, you know, yeah, I, I look back. That just resonates so much with me. I always was censoring myself, There's a Sex and the City episode about this, too, when she's like, I'm together, Carrie, or whatever, for Big. It's a very old Mm -hmm. episode. She's like, I put on little outfits, and I do little, like, poses when I'm around Big. And, you know,
2: I guess that turned out okay in the end, but I don't
1: don't think they should be together. Anyway... (laughs) Nobody cares.
2: Uh, as just, Chris Noth is not coming back for the reboot. I know. So apparently, it didn't work right? out. what for does that mean? That's we true. need to have a sex in the city like, breakdown. Yeah.
0: And no, so Steve. Steve isn't? I'm not watching yeah. it. What like, the fuck? Yeah. What is. Ugh. Sorry, (laughs) correct.
2: Terrible decisions. Like, if
0: Harry's not coming back, we riot, okay? Like, there's (laughs) no point in doing this revival.
2: Where, like, maybe they all went skiing together and they all died in an avalanche or something. What are we going (laughs) to get? what's
0: the the deal, boys?
1: (laughs) Yeah, now if they bring it back, I just want it to be like, it's got to be like super gritty and dark. I'm like, you got to flip the whole thing on its head if you have so few people coming back. Just the three bitches um, who I love. I say that with the <laughs> Anyway, The you're right, Carlin. It's wasted time to censor your, yourself in a romantic relationship. And I would argue, like, yeah, it's hard to do that across our lives. But, like, relationships are the h- hardest to do that in because it's so vulnerable to, like, open yourself up to romantic feelings and potential, you know, rejection. And it's just not worth it to be put together, Kimmy, who's, like, cute on dates. And then...
2: Never comfortable. Yeah. I don't think I have a put together verse. I like the, when I'm trying my hardest to be put together, I am less put together than either of you guys not trying. (laughs) I can't not talk about farting. Like it's just, I can't, can't do it.
1: Uh, The other day, Tony told me I was one of the least like girly people he's ever dated because I'm like not big into manicures. (laughs) Like he's just like living with you. Like he wasn't being mean, but I was like, yeah, I'm not very girly. Like I, I'm bad at that I gotta gotta try yeah being
2: girly is very hard it's Um, expensive and expensive Mm -hmm. yeah so here's a question I'm going to flip flop what we have been talking about I feel like we have up to this point been talking about unrealistic expectations meaning like when our expectations were perceived by the outside world or by men we're dating to be too much do you guys have any unrealistic expectations that that have proved to be true. I will go for, I like, I'll give an example. Cause mm-hmm. I know that was not well worded. Like I used to expect that I would have to do no, like um, 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 kind of like emotional. Uh, I would have to take no emotional assertiveness in conversations. I used to expect the other person to do all of the work in like figuring out the truth, asking what was going on with me I used to, like, it wasn't passive-aggressive. It was just like, I'm not going to say anything about my feelings. It's your job. Like, that was my unrealistic expectation that I was very much wrong about. Like, it was something that had to be dispelled. It was unrealistic for me to believe that that, I could expect that out of another person. So I'm basically asking for the inverse of what we've been talking about so far. Have you guys found in yourselves unrealistic expectations that you then realized were, like, not going to serve you?
0: I think I had... The unrealistic expectation that there's no way a man could talk about his feelings. Like, in terms of, like, the like the emotional side of it, like, that that would... I would be the most, like, coherent and the one, like, driving those conversations. But, like, Mr. Old Fashioned has put me in my place, like, several times where, like, I compared to like my unrealistic unrealistic expectation like I was the guy like fumbling for words being like whatever I don't know and he'd be like well it sounds like you're feeling like you know you're really frustrated if we don't see each other and we should resolve it like this way and that and I'm like yeah yeah (laughs) that'd be great um yeah so just that like I would be like the more like you know the more sophisticated of you know the two of us and like the more capable because like you know I'm a woman in touch with my feelings and a man could never be that way. Yeah. it. I mean, I was about
1: to talk about Untamed again, but I, <laughs> men get put in unfair <laughs> boxes. It. I guess this has resonated, guys. Fuck. Uh, men, the, like, we I assume a lot of things about men that are really unfair, that are also products of the same system that, you know, they benefit from more often, but like the patriarchy and just how how men are taught to be you know, not emotional, emotional people, despite having a dad and brother who Liza can attest to have lots of feelings and listeners of this podcast have
2: heard yep. my bro.
1: Liza, picture, I think
2: is bad for everyone. Yeah. I, this is like my soapbox of life. It's just like it's bad for men. It's bad for women. It's very, very bad for people who do not fall along those binary lines. <laughs> so mm-hmm. can we get rid of it? <laughs> like, let's just not That's have fair. it anymore. Yeah. I think my
1: unrealistic expectation, that'll seem pretty obvious and it goes across my entire life, is just that I could control things and hmm. that goes to while dating um, or being you know, meeting someone on an app. If I do all the right things, how could he possibly not end up picking me? I feel like I had a long history of being someone people dated – not super seriously but for a significant period of time like some feelings involved and then like they found someone really serious right after me it was very much what abigail said on the bachelor this week i was like yes. i'm crying with you uh because i Ugh. felt that way a lot and i guess even in a relationship now just that it's not it's like i can't control it and i wonder if I don't know, this is taking a pretty big leap, but when my mom died, because that was something I couldn't control at all, like my relationship to control changed a little bit, maybe for the better, where like I have started to have to accept like taking risks and not knowing how the outcome is going to be. Because before it was like I wouldn't even share if I had a crush on someone because I didn't want to like face the potential for rejection. However, I would still want us to be like heading towards a relationship path. I'd want some control over – like where we were doing, where we were headed, what we were gonna be, like what our not lives were gonna look like, but sort of. Um, but that was the product of like being a single person for all of my life, who got to have some control over her own everything, like decisions. Um, so I have learned that I cannot control everything. It took me thirty two years, but I got here, guys.
2: We're here. Oh my god, you guys. Okay, I'm gonna say something and I'm fully channeling my therapist. Because what I was gonna say is how did how did we learn these things? But I think I know the answer, so I'm gonna answer for all of us and then tell me if I'm wrong. Okay, great. I feel like we all learn these things through actually dating people. So like go on dates. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) It's the theme of this podcast. (laughs) In non COVID times. I de- you guys- <laughs> no Liza Liza I
1: learned I
2: <laughs> listeners these guys are looking at me like I need to be put to bed <laughs> no here's the thing no I am I am truly not yes Liza
1: I have talked at length about like the situation that I wanted to control so badly I had zero control over um shouldn't have had control over quite frankly because that's not how relationships work but I think a couple of my big heartbreaks that Liza was there for like that really tortured me because it was all about, am I worthy? It wasn't really about the people in hindsight. Without them, people were giving me the same advice before them. My friends, Liza, you were being like, let's look though. Is he treating you well in X, Y, Z scenarios? It was like, no, no, and no, but, 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 but. And now – I just think there was – no one was going to smack that into my head. No book, no Glennon Doyle, no Liza, no BFF, no – Carlin, if we had been friends, you couldn't have even (laughs) talked sense into me. I had to like get hurt and like waste a ton of time to figure it out. So if you're out there listening and you're in one of those awful things or trying to bounce back after a rejection and feeling really down – one day i promise like the the it's better to have all those feelings because you're gonna you're gonna learn something i should not have read this book i can't so, <laughs> so cheesy
0: i think but it's yes. also like when we see which i don't know it's, if it's helpful cuz you can't i mean not that you can't learn from other people's experiences but i think there i always felt like when i would have those moments of like right. Like being in a relationship or just even like being infatuated with someone and it's like not working out, but I'm still sticking with it. Cause like, you know, I can't say I didn't try, but then you see somebody that's like, you know, the person that is married to like their high school sweetheart and it like worked out and everything. And not that, especially 32 year old Carlin would not wish that on myself. Like, oh my God. Um, But I think they're, I don't know. Sometimes I think when we see these things like, well, it worked for that person when they were that young and, like, I'm friends with that person and, like, we're at the same, like, emotional maturity level or whatever. And I think it's just I, – I think it's not – it's not that because we're all dealing with, like, like, different kind of baggage and, like, mindsets and we have different standards. Like, and that doesn't mean, like, one's better than the other, but we just have different experiences. So I feel like it's, like, for me, what changed. And I think there's also – like I remember, like the last fuck boy, um, like before. <laughs> That's like a movie title. Right? The last fuck boy. The last fuck boy. Like before my whole like new all new dicks like motto, and I don't really know what. To I mean, I think it was a thing of like you know, oh, I'm thirty now, and something like it just snapped. But the the last fuck boy, I was like, no, no, <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Like it's it's not fun. You're wasting my time. I think also I just essentially got like lazier. Like I don't want to do all that for it to like not <laughs> work out. Like I don't know. I don't know. And I just but, think yeah. it's different for each person.
1: Totally. But the effort. Yeah, the effort. Maybe we Ugh. just get tired when we hit thirty. So yeah. most of you listening are under thirty. Like it, you'll just get tired of the fuck boys quite frankly. Exactly.
0: And then like the clouds will clear away, <laughs> and then you'll see like you know. That person's not driving with my lazy lifestyle, man. Like, I don't know. That's why it's things like, you know, would you make a lasagna for him? Would you put on uh, blue jeans for him? I don't know why I just call them blue jeans. but You know what I'm talking about.
2: <laughs> like, we're, real we're pants. We're in our 30s. <laughs> I put on my dungarees. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just... By the way, like, black denim?
0: Like, black je- Like, do you call those jeans like i'm gonna put on my jeans but you're talking about like black denim
2: i feel like i usually say jeans
0: i realize that i just say pants like i don't refer to my Hmm. black denim as jeans or denim i just say i'm putting these are my pants i'm wearing pants
2: i feel like i often call them black jeans like to distinguish like they are denim material but they are the color black right like i'll be like i'm gonna wear my black jeans and a sweater Oh, I you know? totally say pants. I'm like hearing mm. this sentence and I'm like, it's pants. Because somebody, <laughs> anyways, this is,
0: sorry, those.
1: <laughs> no, like... black jeans were my uniform. Yeah. Are... Right. For no, I wear them right, yeah, every day. Yeah. So
0: someone was like, oh, I wear denim every day. I was like, no, you don't. You wear black pants. And it was like, that's denim. And I was like, what? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> like, I hear They're you pants.
2: There. They're just pants. <laughs> I feel like every time one of my one of my pairs of black jeans dies, like one one that gets gets across. the thigh rub holes, oh, I feel like about those holes. I want to hold like a funeral for them, you know. I'm like, yeah. but these are my ba- These are my favorite black jeans at yeah. the moment. I've been wearing them three to yeah. five days a week for two years. That's so, why anyway. another
0: thirty thing. Thirty is an age. Um, I bought <laughs> five, just all for like Black Friday. I bought five of them. So the same, because like you know when, and it's mm-hmm. like if they make a new pair, like the next year they're mm-hmm. like different. I mm-hmm. them Not all the same. At the same time, and I was like, this, this is the way, and it, yeah, and it, it was great. It was great. I, smart.
2: That's I can wisdom into them now, but that's fine. We're gonna work on it. Glennon Doyle should put that method in her next book because that's yeah. the kind of wisdom. Right. I really want you guys to like- read it and then tell me what. What's wrong.
1: What? I have a bunch
2: of Audible credits. Okay. Not sponsored by except actually we are we were sponsored by Audible for a while. So, I have Audible credits. Maybe I'll buy maybe I'll listen to it. Yeah, I bet she reads it. I bet it's a good audiobook. I don't know what yeah. she sounds. Actually, okay, I, I guess if she's I do. The person.
1: I was just fascinated. I went on I, while you're reading it, she talks about her kids and Abby. Oh my god, I'll stop after this, but it's so fun cuz you can go on her Instagram and see her and Abby's relationship and Abby Wombach is hot. I would if, if also, her husband had cheated on her. Glennon Doyle's husband had cheated on her. You learn this right away. It's not a spoiler, so like, it's not like she just left her family, which would also be fine. But you know, it's kind of
2: sweet. Anyway, sorry, guys.
1: I yeah, we're at it all day. So
2: untamed. And I'm untamed. Un- no, no, no. I was <laughs> gonna say, what's our what's our theme? What's our the theme that I keep forgetting? That unrealistic, unrealistic expectations. <laughs> untamed, unrealistic. Untamed. <laughs> unrealistic expectations. Untamed <laughs> expectations. Untamed <laughs> <yourself>. Unhinged. <laughs> i don't I'm just saying unword unhinged so would mean, be a great memoir of like leaving the apps you know if you were ever gonna oh like my leave God, the apps behind yeah. you, unhinged yeah. that's
0: what they instead of like oh i guess they don't say this but like there's like for people that get married from like hinged to hitched but hinge should say unhinged unhinged yeah. when you like, like when you have like delete the app yeah. like it should be, delete the app unhinged great there wedding you go hashtag. unhinged
1: a wedding, a wedding hashtag also, for someone who met I'm on Hinge.
0: Very good at wedding hashtags.
2: <gasps> Liza. Based on my brother's wedding.
0: Oh my god! Right, you're getting. Oh my, done, done.
2: Go to town. Done. I'll take submissions. <laughs> I am oh god, not so going to think of a good one. So. Oh
0: my gosh! Um, I'm so excited.
2: Yes.
1: the little things i'm excited too carlin to hear yours (laughs) i couldn't come up with one for like i sometimes see those those threads of people asking in like facebook groups i'm like how do people come up with these my brain just isn't clever enough to work that way i'm so so not not.
2: like punny i wish i were i feel like it's a gift of people who pun competitively anyway guys (laughs) do we do we have any takeaways just dive in people
1: Dive in. Untame the beast. (laughs) I don't know. I
0: thought that was an actual song that you were about to do. (laughs) Oh, I was singing.
1: Oh, God, no. I'm just, um, I'm feeling a little buzzed now. And I just like, there's a lot of shit out there. I would say just like, if something's making you feel icky, don't do it. But if it's making you feel good, do it when it comes to expectations. Like, your expectation should be to not feel like shit. How about that? That's my last thought.
0: And just take it like a day at a time. I feel like I get so ahead of myself, like, well, maybe I'm supposed to be feeling this way or that way. And it's like, what am I feeling in the moment? And is it something I think also for me, it's like communication, guys, like, and I'm not even lecturing. I'm saying, cause like, I am learning this, like communication is so important. Like just like rip that bandaid off. And like the next time I see Mr. Old Fashioned, cause I feel like I was saying this earlier, like, I just feel like I have a whole new set of needs because I'm just like responding to things that happen like in the world or in our situationship that then like sets up like a need for me. Like I'm totally going to make him watch the first three minutes of that Chris Harrison and Rachel Lindsay interview and Mm -hmm. ask him like, do you see what's wrong with this? And then like get his feedback so we can talk about it because like I need you to understand why I have an issue with it and like you know it's just i think that's how i would assume as someone who's in a young situationship like that's how you grow with people um and it's just about i don't know just dive in into that communication and set the intention don't set an intention like you know on my date it's not gonna work out or he's not gonna listen to me like you know then what's the point of even trying if you don't even like believe it's gonna work out like do you think rihanna lives her life like that Fuck no, <laughs> so yeah. if Brianna doesn't do it. You don't do it either. That's excellent Amen. Life advice. Honestly, with yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, like communicating will only make things better. And I am a, someone who is so fucking terrified to communicate yeah. for so many years. Like I just like broke up with. I I like ended a relationship because I was like, well, I don't want to communicate. So I'm just <laughs> like yeah. truly like not cute. I was 24 and I still feel guilty about it sometimes. Um. But, like, it, it will only make things better, as much as it's hard and scary.
0: Yeah.
2: That's my TED Talk. We did it. We hung out on a Saturday night, and we made a podcast.
1: We did.
2: It was great. I feel literally like we've been hanging out at a bar. I hope you guys have, been, and li- you guys, meaning listeners, have enjoyed our um, our Saturday night vibes. Uh, untamed check- Saturday night vibes. <laughs> untamed <laughs> and <drinking> unhinged. Chocolate. <laughs> Let's rebrand. <laughs> oh my god. Man. But thank you guys so much for listening. Um please do click all the links in our show notes and um we will be back next week with more talking on the internet. Go
1: on a date safely.
2: Oh yeah, go on a date.